Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in the Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'm slurring my words. You want to know why? Do you want to know why I'm slurring my words? I know. I take guess why I'm slurring my words. Had no sleep. No sleep. That's. I'll take that. What else? What else is going on? <laughs> and Mr. I Don't Drink has had at least four <laughs> Ryan Gingers yeah, tonight. It's, it's going to be a good I'd go. Say four. Four or five. We are in the Sheridan, North Toronto from the... That trade was so close. We're in the Sheridan, <laughs> Toronto Sheridan North. Sheridan Parkway, Toronto North. From the trade show floor at the Canadian Massage Conference. The room is cleared out, but the cool people stay back. The cool people <laughs> did stay back. So tonight was day three. Oh, I didn't even introduce myself. Oh, man, I'm so rude. For those of you who don't know, it's Amanda. We're on the trade show floor. And today was day three of the Canadian Massage Conference. And we just wrapped up the International Massage and Bodywork Expo, which was freaking awesome. Which was beautiful. It wasn't freaking awesome. And I'll tell you why it it's was beautiful. beautiful. I'll tell you why it's beautiful. I was actually moved. You moved me. You moved me large. Andre moves me, but a little bit like he doesn't move me as much just because it's Andre. Because but you're anyway. used to having Andre around. Just having Andre around. <laughs> you move me a hell of a lot. And I'm pointing at, I'm pointing at Christina. at Christina Schlegel, who is the Lomi Lomi you demo know person. You want me? Because in Ontario... RMTs, we're healthcare, blah, 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 healthcare, health. I'm like, when the rest of the world thinks massage, and I've said this before, there's nakedness, there's grease, and it feels good. It's not about the regulated healthcare professions act and a scope of practice and all that other fucking shit. And I, I really appreciated what you did today because I wanted as many people as possible that are in this, this weird space as RMTs in Ontario to see, like, you're not massage. You're a small part of, of body work. But there's so much more out there, and I, I really appreciate you coming out. That's awesome. It was really cool. So we beautiful. had it. It was so awesome. We it had a like it looked like a mixture between like a ritual dance and like a say like it looked sacred. Does that? It is sacred. Yeah. You like it you actually amazing. nailed it. It is yeah, sacred. It looked amazing. So we had a Chine song demo. And we had the Lomi Lomi demo and we had a reflexology demo. So for those of you who were not here on the trade show floor, you really missed out. And I am also slurring my words because this is at least my fourth or fifth glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but we roped in Benita, who is a regular you listener. Oh, we well, I want to hear how this sounds. I'm going to tell you the story. <laughs> I want to know how this goes. It's amazing. You're probably no. just sitting around watching shit and suddenly you're on a couch with a microphone in front of you. Oh, she's so, I, she's so mad at me right now, but we'll be friends later, I'm sure. That uh, smile says <laughs> no. This is how it happened. Okay. Yesterday... Day two of the CMC, we had sort of the the no holds bar, like just absolute chaos of a day where we allowed people to just drop in and out of interactive demos and lectures and do whatever you want to get the variety of what this profession is. It was really to important offer. to do. This conference has been happening for this is their 15th year now. And they do really cool shit. But I wanted to see the chaos of the auto show. I wanted to see a lot of people roaming around with so much fucking shit to do that they don't even know what to do with themselves. Like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. There's so much cool stuff. I wanted that, that busyness and chaos. And I love it that the vendors here got to, got to be part of the busyness and chaos. Because like a trade show floor is like, you go to any conference. Like I, I used to be a personal trainer way back when I embraced exercise which i don't anymore because sedentary lifestyles are cool right <laughs> i don't blow out a fucking medial collateral ligament being sedentary like diabetes heart disease cool i'll take that my blood i was talking to danielle earlier she's she's a sport massage she's been on our, our couch before i'm like she's she's joking around with me she's like my x-ray looks fabulous and like nothing's wrong with my x-ray but you do blood work there's something wrong there but anyway, <laughs> i don't even know why i'm saying this because i'm stoned what, what was i saying this uh you were you talking about the chaos. auto show and the chaos right, the chaos of the auto show and i wanted all this crazy stuff to happen and I wanted I think you were going to talk about CanFit Pro because you brought right, up personal right, training. Right, I wanted to get that feel of CanFit Pro because that's what it's like. It's like you go to the trade show floor and there's 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 some some crazy chick on a stage with a headset like getting everyone to Zumba. Do you know what I mean? You go over there and there's someone else like taking your body fat. There's just so much stuff you going on. You had a on. lot going on because I kept running back from here down to the demos and then yes. back here to James's demos and then wandering around for everybody showing off that their the stuff. Idea. That was, was the that's, idea. And that's how we met. So our guest well, tonight, Benita, <laughs> she, well, we, we, we were near the main stage. 
when we were doing uh, bingo. Yeah, we were playing a bingo game. Like little so, kid bingo. No, this What's was a game. Bingo? By the way, adult... I did see adult bingo one time on Facebook. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck do this. There's no b i n g o. Like I don't know what to do. Where's b fifteen? I don't fucking know. Oh, you're talking real bingo. No, well, this was don't call c- it bingo. This was c m c bingo. Where bingo's I bingo. I made this game. You're gonna love it. Okay. Yeah. So it was it. a whole bunch of descriptions where you it. had yes, you do. Just accept it. I'm accepting. On. I'm accepting. You had to find somebody who matched each of these descriptions. So in every square on, on the bingo card, cards. yeah, you did. It asked a question like find somebody who has dual regis- registration. That was Mark. Squiggle. Find somebody who listens to two RMTs and a mic. Squiggle. The best part of the day was when someone came to me like, Do you listen to two RMTs and a mic? <laughs> I'm like, no, they fucking swear too much. Um, it was find somebody who uh, works or oh, oh, owns their own clinic. Find somebody who has a home practice. Find somebody who loves hugs, etc. And so Benita approached Did me. You find, do you think anyone found someone that didn't like hugs? Like, hey, do you like hugs? No. No, I hate them. I'm, not putting, not, I'm at, not putting my fucking name on this. Not at this conference. Probably not. I was really sad that none of the winners had that spot on their card because we did have different versions of the card. Because my intent was when I was doing my fact checking that if you put your name on I Love Hugs, I was going to make you give some random person a hug. But I didn't get that one. Anyway, <laughs> Benita approached me and she said, I have been listening to your podcast. I'm I just really, really want to like for it. two seconds. Just, just about hugs. Just, I'm so, I got to say, <laughs> Out of there's character. a presenter that's here. Her name is Tara. She's fabulous. Oh my and, God, she was counting hugs today. I didn't know that because I got a hug like really early in the morning. And so it's not till like an hour later, someone's like, I was number 17. I'm like, number 17 for what? Like, First of all, it was Tara's- me and I was number 16. Oh shit, I got to screw that up. Okay, but you get the idea. And I was like, I think I was number one. You might have been number one. But yeah, she appro- she approached me and hugged me and I was number 16. Sorry, she, sorry, she had a goal and I can't remember what it was. Do you remember? What was Tara's goal for hugs today? I'll get back to you all about that. But, but yes, so Benita... People were playing bingo and you yes. were just like, hi, how are you? And I said, oh, hi, I think I already know you because I listen to your podcast all the yes. time. So we're pretty much friends, right? That's the way <laughs> That's like almost exactly how it happened. <laughs> and so tonight... I saw her again. Yeah. I also put her on the spot like hardcore yesterday. I won't do it hard. again today. Uncomfortable? Hard. Uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, well, like, don't was, ever do that again? Well, you can... I yeah, got the look so of death. Tell me the story. She, <laughs> she had to fact check somebody's bingo card. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I wrote that I could sing, but I meant I used to sing. <laughs> I made her sing. But she made me sing. Wait, wait, wait. When you say you used to sing, what do you? What are we, what are we talking about? Uh, classical singing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we, we have to start here. We gotta start at the beginning. I guess. Yeah, let's do so, like, I wanted to be an RMT since I was a child. How old are you? I'm 38. Okay. Um, but I then just want to throw my microphone. We're the same age, de-jated. and she looks a decade younger no, than no, me. No. <laughs> this, this is what blows my mind. This is what blows my mind. I'm like, you're 38. When did you want to be an RMT? Like, when I was a little kid, it's like RMT. Like, I didn't know what RMT was. I, I had, I had some is. deviations. Like, I okay. always had this, like, I'm going to be an RMT and a singer. I'm going to be an RMT and a paramedic. I'm going to be an RMT and a dog mom. You know, <laughs> so I love it. that was kind of always in my the back of my But where brain. does RMT come from? Then, I don't like, know. Like, we're, we're, is this a thing that your family does? Or? No, no. My mom would be the non-hugging type of person. I'm, I'm we are literally soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents, I think it comes from my first language. Okay. So both which my it, parents were born deaf. And so I'm considered what's called a CODA. So that st- uh, stands for child of a deaf adult. Wow. I was born with hearing loss in only one ear. So I always joke that like this side is my mother and this side is my father. Because um, my mom has four sisters and two are also deaf. So it's like a family genetic thing on my mom's side. Oh. And then we're just assuming, oh, it is a genetic thing because my mom has like a third cousin that's also deaf. Yeah. Um, and then my grandmother on my dad's side believes that she came into contact with German measles when she was pregnant and she believes that caused my dad's deafness. Um, so when you have American Sign Language as your first language, it is mainly your body is mm. your language. Your body is how you communicate. You use your hands. There's, I can do shapes with my hands that people look at me and they're like, how do you do that? Um, just because of how I learned to communicate so then i don't know how it happened but i think somehow in that touch became part of my language can i ask you a question you you can tell me to fuck off can i say no yeah (laughs) when you're like 
in senior kindergarten? Yeah. Does this make life tough? Fuck or, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a, a hardcore circle of people that are like, they're, they're that, your people? Was that her first F-bomb? Was it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was Do my first F bomb on the on the podcast. So far, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome, Benita. Do you, do you have like a hardcore circle that is like your support system as friends, or is it like this is a lonely, fucking shitty five year old life? As it depends on how you grow up. So, I like, I grew up within the deaf community, so I'm kind of like this this person that lives in the middle. Okay, I'm not deaf, but I'm not hearing. So I don't belong in either world. A lot of CODAs say that they live in this like no man's land of CODA life because we're not deaf and we're not hearing. So then, you know, growing up with all my parents had tons of deaf friends. Um, My parents are very religious. They go to church. Mm. I don't. Um, So then, you know, they have this community of deaf people that I just grew up with so when i was a child there were i lived in two worlds Mm -hmm. so and those two worlds became more apparent when i started school so when you say senior kindergarten yeah that makes everything super different because i grew up with all of these deaf people and then i get thrown into the hearing world which is totally different Mm -hmm. does that answer your question yeah it does i think it's good for me i like that (laughs) but i do want to ask one more thing and then we can move on from this it's fine your parents are religious 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 yes do you, think that, do you think that comes from like I'm, I'm I'm fucking deaf and and what's the answer to this bullshit? My grandparents dealt? were all like Catholic, right? But if you think about my grandparents didn't learn sign language. Mm. My parents didn't learn sign language until they were like teenagers. So language communication between my grandparents and my parents was very uh, limited. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were Catholic by proxy like because they were raised in a catholic home and when they were teenagers they met um a pastor who had a deaf son so he started this christian community because he learned sign language and he started all of this stuff for his son and it became i think the group became their social construct Mm, and it became their their community and it just became part of their group was the religious aspect of it. And that just kind of grew into their life. Does that? It work? does. Sorry if I sounded insensitive on that. No, not at all. Okay. I, it's fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I interrupt a lot. No, it's okay. I don't even remember where we Have were before seen, that. Have you seen, there's a movie called Coda. It just came out. It's not just came out, but it came out on, it's on Apple. Okay. And it's about a girl who has deaf parents and a deaf brother and she wants to be a singer. Is this fiction or? Uh, well, no, because it's basically my life. But I think the movie is based on a different movie that's based on a story. Um, But like, if you watch that movie, it'll give you a kind of a pretty good insight into the deaf world. I want to know how I'm going to watch the movie. (laughs) Everything about this blows my mind because I remember being very young and not quite understanding. Like, if you were born with a visual impairment, a hearing impairment, like it, I couldn't understand how communication happened like my my small little brain couldn't figure that out you know like Helen Keller fascinated me mm-hmm. when I was a child because I was like I don't get it and as she wasn't I was born blind or deaf though right but yeah. I mean just the idea of having to learn this method of communication even though like now as an adult I can understand like we just like started stringing syllables together and made words and figured it out but I couldn't comprehend that and then when we had kids, I decided mm, I, I was going to start this. signing to them when they were very young. Nice. And the, my main goal was because um, I don't have very good coping skills. I, I realized that as a mother. Like, I, there's certain people who, like, can handle a lot of stress and a lot of stimulus coming at them. And they do fucking amazing. I don't. I like, have three kids. Yeah. Jeez, God bless you. I feel you. But like, for example, when we had our first daughter, when she was three months old, he was like, when are we having the second one? I'm like, I will kill you. Like, don't look at me. It was fun times, actually. Don't look at me. I don't. And I said, listen, I, I, I know myself well enough to know that I can't handle a toddler and a newborn. Like I I don't have these coping skills. I don't do well with high stress and I I don't want this. So our kids are three years apart by intent. (laughs) I had no uh, intent, but my kids are 
three and a half years apart, all three of them in three and a half years. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wasn't on, on purpose. But the idea with the signing was partially because I thought my stress would would be managed if I could communicate with these babies. Absolutely. Yeah. And so from very, very early on, I looked for every sign. Like I wanted to, like, I think I got pretty good at it, but I wanted to know like, what kind of cry is that? What are you asking me? Like I was very, very in tune with like, what they were feeling. I just, I wanted to be able to communicate with them. So we started signing super early. Mm -hmm. And I remember at 10 months old, my oldest daughter, the first sign she did, I just started crying. I was like, oh my God, she it can worked. talk to me. It worked. it worked. Yeah. And after that first one, it was like, bang, 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 bang. She could tell me what she wanted. I want more. I'm done. I'm hungry. Th like she was, she would she even say, say thank, thank you. you. Please. It was hurt. It was incredible. Help. These yeah. are little babies and they could sign. And so then we did that with our second child. Mm -hmm. And it was in that moment that I realized like, were you in there as well, Mark? Were you I, doing it too? I understand what's happening when it's happening, but I'm never the creator of anything. Like I, I, I'm just like, oh, okay. You, you, you know, yeah, but you, you were want, doing you it. More you something. Well. I don't know if I was doing it. I was reading it a little bit along along the way. It would more like it would be more like your daughter doing? was teaching it to you. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what my husband. She's said. doing something here. What does that mean? Oh, she wants more. Okay, cool. Let's do this. <laughs> right. The funniest to me was the 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 other one with like I'm done. I'm done. Oh yeah. So <laughs> none of you guys can see me, but I have to show Benita this. So uh, you know, I taught her like. I'm done, right? With mm -hmm. eating. And she took it to an extreme. When she was, was done, extreme. she would go. <laughs> <laughs> so none of you guys could see that. But her entire body would uh, like convulse. Like, I am so done. <laughs> like, do not give me any more. That's her thing. But it was, it was sort of through that experience that I realized, like, first of all, how fucking adaptive and brilliant just brains are, right? Like, it's... I could never wrap my head around how people learn to communicate, but I was like, why couldn't I? Because this is no different than teaching someone to speak, you know? And it was, I don't know. It was and just, why are we signing before we can speak? It is. It's a it's, different, it's, it's so a different, different system. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It was very, it was my very, very cool. Says my husband my seven year old can sign way better than he can. So that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. And how early did you start? I mean, I assume right from birth you were signing with her. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. My so son cool. is nine and he signed a ton when he was a baby. And then what happens usually with hearing families is once the child starts speaking, they drop their signs because they 100%. don't need it anymore. Right. My kids, my kids don't sign, sign anymore. Yeah. No, they and my, don't. And typically it has been studied. I can't cite any of this for you, but most of the uh, firstborn males will drop their signs, especially if they have a sister born next because the sister tends to pick up all of the language. So I have an older brother who, sorry, James, but you suck at signing. <laughs> and um, he accuses my dad for uh, my brother's super into hockey. And my dad took him to all of his hockey rep hockey, you know, weekend tournaments all the time. And my dad would drive and sign with one hand. I'm just waving my hand around here. And so my brother is like a lazy one handed signer. If he remembers what to do at all. Um, it's okay. You probably won't listen to this. And so, yeah, send it to him. Um, so then I became the like go to interpreter for all of the deaf folks in my family. This is mind blowing. I just realized because we got so into this conversation. I think that was a random we never moment. even we never even <laughs> officially introduced Benita. <laughs> all, all I said was I met her on the floor yesterday and kind of roped her into this because she's a I, listener. I apologize. That's and we are at the Canadian Massage Conference. Yeah. So I feel like we have to do the proper introduction of who you are, how long you've been practicing, what your practice is like, and I I have to know what brought you here. My name's Benita. I uh, have been practicing since 2008. I live in Barrie. I work at Serenity Birth Studio and there's a lot of pregnant people there. Is Barrie a place where there's a lot of like prenatal? Yeah, we have place? another, oh no, Aurelia is where our friends Close practice. Enough, Barry, really I think it's just where I work. There's a lot of, because they do workshops and right, they sell right, right, pregnant, right. it's all pregnancy focused. Where'd you go to school? Yes. Georgia. I've heard Georgia. you say. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, in Georgia. Just local, just because. Just no, actually, I grew up in Scarborough, so not too far from Con Ed. <gasps> yeah. 
You're a fellow Scarberian? Yeah. Um, I, I knew we were meant to be yesterday. <laughs> After Just you made saying. me sing, you have no choice but to be my friend. I was... Oh, that's we've gone on so many tangents. You yeah, made me sing so "Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star," I did. but because I was so like shocked, uh, that would not be my <laughs> first choice of what she to was sing so mad you. at me, Mark. Like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "You're I not making better. me do this." I'm I like, could do I am better. making you do this. I can do better. <laughs> I believe if I have it. a warm up because we also had there was like some dude there that his musical instrument. His name is Ross. He's from London. He's actually been on our podcast before. And like, what's your talent? I'm a classically trained pianist, and we're like air air, air dude, and yeah, he's like air piano. And then he looks at me like you're a fucking idiot. Like I'm not doing this. <laughs> we put you all on the spot. <laughs> Grew up in Scarborough. Um, went to high school. Got really into music. In Scarborough, you went to high school. Yeah, Woburn. Nice. <gasps> you look super close. You were super close to us. Yeah, like I, I can, used to work I at can, Woburn. I can oh piss God. on your no high school way. from my house. Pardon? I can piss Stop on your it. high school from my house. Like, like actually, yeah, you probably should. Uh, <laughs> I went to a few schools, actually. I had a, I would say school was not my forte. I went to a few different schools. Did you hate school? I just was not. Who getting wait, wait. into some serious stuff here. Okay. It's not a good student. Um, I went to Churchill Heights okay. on Bermorton mm-hmm. mm-hmm. till grade three. Then my parents took my brother and I out and put us in the Christian school in Malvern. And that was a crummy experience for me i would say pretty shitty i did you? not enjoy it how old are you when this is going grade four to grade eight yeah they held me back one year so i had to repeat grade seven yeah. which is i have to say a traumatic experience for a kid like a 12 year old and i had to interpret the whole thing for my parents because they wouldn't hire an interpreter so and like throughout school i've been told i'm a really shitty student i don't know how to learn um, and I think t- in my own brain now as an adult, looking back, I'm like, okay, I didn't speak English. I mm-hmm. spoke ASL. I didn't, like, I would get made fun of for pronouncing words wrong because right. my parents pronounce words wrong because they don't speak phonetically, right? Yeah. Um, and they're, okay, so then I left that school because it was too stressful. Went to a middle school for grade eight, transferred to Borden for grade nine because I was in the elementary, like the middle school for one year yeah. transferred to Woburn. And then, uh, because I had failed grade seven, I was in that double cohort year. And there was so many conversations around how post-secondary would be flooded with too many applicants. Yeah. So it would be best if people in the grade 12 year, so wait, not you go were held back. You and I are the same age. Yeah. So you were in the year because I was the double cohort, but I was the upper, you were I was the we're, upper we year. We would have been the same, Oh. but I was in grade 12. You were, so you were the lower year. Mm-hmm. So mm. then I left Woburn and went I really, to Ace. I really felt for you guys. It was even. Terrible. I mean, in your case, it was all, <laughs> all different. But I really felt for you guys. I'm like, you guys are, you guys you are in a shitty situation. Under the bus. In the yeah. moment when yeah. this is happening, are you like, this just fucking sucks? Like, I hate my fucking life. Or which, are you just like, which mm, moment? I don't which know. One? Just like all of it. I'm thinking of my high school existence. And I did not enjoy high it, school. So when you're not enjoying it in high school, do you know you're not enjoying it when oh, you're in high school? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's such a blur to me. But like for a point in high school, it was like, okay, I'm going to become an opera singer. I'm going to become, I'm going to go into music because I'm not smart enough academically to do the other stuff, right? So another shitty thing about Woburn is I went to the guidance counselor and in grade 9, 10, back then, they say, okay, what do you want to do with your life? Like you need to take the right stream of courses through high school, college, university to go on to what you want to be. And I said, I want to be a massage therapist or a paramedic. And they were like, yeah, no, you don't have the marks. You don't have the ability academically to do that. So you need to pick something And else. you know the shitty part is? That's some fucking Yahoo that sits in an office that hates their fucking job and this is what they do and they damage fucking people's dreams like this. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. I told the story before. I had, I had a student when I was teaching in massage therapy school and he was in high school and the same idea... They're like, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't want to do something with animals, blah, 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 blah. This is his guidance counselor. The closest thing you're going to get to working with animals is cleaning cages. <gasps> Fuck. And then he took that to heart. And no, he went and yeah, did a whole I bunch totally of odd jobs. To and totally. then he showed up at massage school one day. 
and he was on a roll. He was the valedictorian. Beautiful. I'm like, this guy's getting like, and it's it's not that easy to get an 80 or 98 on on my exam. And this motherfucker's pulling. I'm like, dude, your counselor just fucked up like fucking a good 12 years of your life. Yeah. And it's just, anyway. Little malleable minds are easy to break down. <laughs> you know what confuses me a little Take bit? Take your job fucking seriously. We have how many conversations about the fact Too that many. it's, like almost too easy to get into massage school and a guidance counselor actually told you you couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm having trouble wrapping my head around that. Guidance counselors are are are, Main. are teachers that don't teach well, so they end up in the guidance counselor oh. office. And most teachers don't teach well and you put it all together and you end up with this. It's it is the unfortunate reality of a public school system. Like yeah. I don't know if this is the truth everywhere, but at least well, here if in I Ontario, was in the public school system, I wouldn't have been held back, right? But mm. then, like the trauma of being held back, I would have been more behind academically. Like who knows where all of the holes created the big gaping chasm of whatever. So does massage school? Does a massage school set you free? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wait. No, no, no. Don't, went, don't even. Don't even go there yet. Are we jumping? How did? You, how did yeah. you even get there? Considering you were told you can't get there. Uh, well, I took some. I I did a another year. So I finished grade twelve at Woburn. I went to ACE. Do you yeah. know what ACE yep. is? Alternative yeah. education. So went to so ACE. So I could do a co-op. Nice. So I did a co-op with Toronto EMS, and because I was like, okay, I'm, I can't massage because there's too much academic anatomy, biology, all that right. behind it. So I was like, maybe I'll become a paramedic. And I was part of this group with Toronto EMS called Medvents. Okay. And it's basically like a scout uh, paramedic group. A friend of mine introduced me to it. So we did lots of like first aid training. Mm -hmm. I helped teach like CPR, AED courses. Like I got into that really, really heavy for a while. And um, I did a ride out with Toronto EMS through ACE for Mm co-op. And then I started working for a non-emergency patient transfer service. So I took time off after high school and just worked because I didn't think I could do post-secondary, to be honest. Um, And then after I I moved to Barrie, I was working in Etobicoke at this company called Voyager, but I lived in Scarborough. So then I moved to Barrie because I was dating someone who lived up there at the time. And... um, decided that I didn't want to drive to Etobicoke all the time. I was working 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. shift, which living in Barrie made it really nice because I missed all of the traffic. Yep. And then they switched my shift to 11 to 11. And then I hit all this morning traffic. It was super annoying. And then my fear happened. I was driving home in the middle of the night and I got a flat tire in the rain. <gasps> and I grew up in Scarborough, so I don't know if you can relate. I can. But it's like, I'm going to get murdered on the side of the highway yep. Yep. because I have a flat tire at midnight. It's like raining. There's creepy people in the side of the road about to abduct me. <laughs> yep. Um, so I quit. Like, the next day, gave them notice and was done. And I started waitressing. And then I thought, I can do better than this. I'm going to go to college. So we I applied to Georgia. We had someone that does EMS stuff on our podcast who's an RMT now. And she's like, all I do is pick up drunk people and take, <laughs> and take them to the hospital. That was a lot of my high school co-op, actually, right? especially in Toronto. We just show up and we just basically transport people to the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> and then you sit there for six hours yeah, doing yeah, off yeah. time. Yeah. Waiting so for you to get decide- off I'm going to be a massage therapist. I want to know did how you, I'm going to go did back you, to that. Did yeah. you still have the fear and the imposter syndrome since you were told you're academically not I'm ready I'm going to tell this. you a secret. I still have it. Come on, Benita. Not kidding. It's still the, I'm in therapy. Don't worry. We're working on it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's still there. But like I said, I, I remember being a kid and making a poster and writing massage on it, 25 cents, and putting it on my door. And my, I'd be like, Dad, your See? appointment is in five minutes. And he'd sit on my chair in my room, and I'd squeeze the crap my mind. out See, of his you traps. were meant to do this. I'm a motherfucker like me. I was not meant to do this <laughs> at all. Like, you were he just meant wanted to meet Chick. Well, you know, I heard. You, sh- massage school's the place to meet it is, Chick. It is, it really is. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> Liz, who I went to massage school with, and they're going, you're an idiot. That's why I went to massage <laughs> school. He met some hot girls. You see, Liz? Check her out. <laughs> but anyway, Trey, like you were you were like really like meant to do this. Like I'm always blown away by people that I meet 
that I feel like after hearing their story a bit, like you were really meant to, like I fell into it by accident, happy accident, but you were like, this is, this is Same. what you were meant I to I literally do. fell into it by accident. I, I think I Which, just listened to the podcast where you explained your story actually. Yes, but yeah. do you remember yesterday during the bingo, <laughs> I was telling Behind everybody, you? I never had a was massage before massage school. That yeah. was true. Like I had no real I was massaging people all the time growing like, up. Massage therapy would, would have never yeah, entered no, my mind no. before falling into it the way I did. I didn't even going know it was on a class thing. trips, people would be like, I'm sitting with Benita, she's gonna massage me. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> when you get to massage school, is it everything you thought it was gonna be? Oh, what did you think it was gonna be? Um I apparently had very, very academic because she was told it was yeah, very hard. So now, <laughs> there know, were parts that were hard. I made it a little harder. Um I sound like such a complicated person when I say it all in this one kind of sitting. Um, I said earlier I moved to Barrie because I was dating someone in Barrie, and I was. She's a par- She was a paramedic. She uh, So that was partly why I applied to the massage program because I was like two, mis- two paramedics in a relationship. Right. I think then you're working shifts. You're mm. two shifts passing in the night. Sounds And I went right back to yeah. my massage kind of like desires from early on in life so i applied to georgian and got in and then my partner was diagnosed with breast cancer when i was in school Mm. so then that whole school experience is very different because i went to class i went home i went to class i went home i went to chemo i went to you know i did all the things but it wasn't like a normal college experience yeah i don't know how you do it what what age bracket are we talking i was 24 when i started school you're just a baby. I was, I was what, 25, no, 26? I was 24 when I graduated. The strength that fucking people blows my I say this all the time. Whenever someone goes through something that I, I, I'm like, I'd be in the fetal position still, like on the floor, just like rocking back and forth. I'm blown away by people that fucking climb out of a since, place. Since Benita it's listens tr- to us regularly, I have to say what I always say. Uh, no, you wouldn't. Uh, no, you wouldn't. Uh, because when I you're would. put in I'd a situation sti- like that, and yeah. it's like when I'm people saying, say to me, when people to say things have. to me or to anyone else, I'm jealous of when it. you're going through shit like I that, and they're like, you just pick how up do your you do it? And you're like, well, you just I do have it. no choice. Yeah, there's I no choice. I just fucking do it. See, now I'd be crying, looking, where are my socks? I need to pull them up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'd be doing that for months on end. I cried. I've done it before. I know. I cried once. I she's she's gonna cry. She's gonna cry. But at the end of the day, what's she gonna do? Leave her partner to go to chemo alone? She's not. No, she cried I, once. I cried a couple times when we were going through like the initial phases of the diagnosis. Um, but then everybody else was crying. Like mm. she was crying, her parents were crying, her family was crying, everybody was crying, so I stopped crying. Someone's Because I had to be the person that was like standing up and being yeah, able to keep take, the shit together. Take the domino out of out of the row. Yeah. Yeah. We're not together anymore. She's healthy. We've moved on. <laughs> And then you finished massage school. Yes. So I did a fast track. I was in the first fast track program at Georgian. How'd you get to a fast track program? So it was the typical college system is September to May, right? So we did the summer semester. So we went from September. What was it? 2005. And I graduated August 2008. Is that right? It's like 24. uh, Well, there's like a week or two in between semesters. And then you get your like reading week. In retrospect, you're like, that was a good thing for me? I don't think I would have stuck it out considering the cancer and everything if I had my summers off because it would have been harder to get back into it. Yeah. Um, Like the cancer experience was about two years. She was diagnosed in, oh no, it was 2006 I started. She was diagnosed in 2007 um, and then got like the all clear in my last semester, uh, summer of 2008. Do you think you're overall life experience makes you roll into a, a treatment room a little different than someone like me who doesn't have any of this stuff. I'm just a what fucking that? Yahoo that just rolls into a room. What kind, what he's is this he's piecing it all together. He's piecing together is it tr- being, <laughs> oh, being, a, being a coda. <laughs> is, that, is, that, that, is that but the coda? Coda? Coda, yeah. yeah. Being yeah. a coda, having the experience the of everything. being held back, having the experience of basically makes, being told like, you're not way. academically for, ready for college. For, for me, and I'm I'm lucky for it, nothing about my my growing up was difficult. Nothing at all. I look back at it and I'm like, 
wow, that like it was just like an easy go. And I know people that have haven't had the same go that I have. And when I see them in a really good place in their life, I'm like, holy fuck, you're strong. Do you know what I mean? And so like I anyway, you know what I'm saying. I don't know how to answer that. Like I I think my experience or just being raised by deaf people or being raised in the deaf community or having ASL as my first language, it makes me perceive things differently because my first response is not to listen to your words, it's to watch your expression. So you roll into treatment so Yeah, so I would, like, I, there's a compassion, I don't know, tooting my own horn here. I don't like that word. Toot away. I don't know, it's just that I, I think I just have a different perspective well, because do. of what I've lived personally and experienced through other things. I don't know. I don't think that sounds right. No, that, <laughs> oh, but, no but that right. is absolutely right. Every But every single person has a different perspective. My lived experience and his lived experience and Cindy over there who's nodding her head and Liz and you and Christina who's sitting behind us. Yeah, we have a whole gallery here of people <laughs> listening to this. And by the way, I'm, I know this is a little off off topic, but I felt very compelled to ask you to be on the couch today with knowing zero you things about you. No, 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 and no, no, no. You no. Have we need to reiterate, you did not ask. No, I, I, it's true. I told. <laughs> I told. But anyone, anyone sitting here, was I wrong? I promise This girl myself, has fucking stories on stories. <laughs> I, I was not wrong. I promised myself coming here that I would not say no because I'm typically the one who's like, like all of college I went to class and I ran home because I had to go take care of my partner right and I wasn't involved and I feel like like to this weekend was my first I've been to one conference before this I right. think right after graduating school and then I haven't been because I've there's there's more stories Amanda I promise but there's, there's been so a lot going stories. on I, I, I there's just wanted to know are you on. aware though that you roll into a treatment room with like bigger eyes than a lot of us. Are you aware of that? I would say I would agree with that based solely on the the way that I learned to communicate. Because my communication yeah. is different than yours. That's special, man. Thank you. That's like the nicest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I gotta cry. That's special. It was it was it was meant to be for you to be sitting on this hotel <laughs> leather chair right now, not our oh, couch. Not, real I, <laughs> not our couch. I thought about running. Don't worry. No, it was meant to be because <laughs> no, Mark is absolutely right. And yes, everybody has different experiences, but the way that you view the world is is very different. You see things through a different lens than all of us. The way you you communicate with people, the way you perceive people, I'm sure even when we were talking yesterday, you are picking up on my own body language and things Do differently you know, than the way that other people would have. Just as a like an example, but in sign language, do you know how you ask a question? Like when you write a question, you have a question mark. Mm-hmm. When you speak a question, it's inflection. Mm-hmm. When you do you ask want to be on the podcast? Question, I never asked you that. You raise your eyebrow. You did not ask that. <laughs> you said, you're being on the podcast tonight. Mark, she's going to do the podcast. But when you really? ask a question in ASL, you raise your eyebrows. Like the tiniest little facial expressions can mean a question or an exclamation or pain or discomfort or like it's all within your body language as opposed to vocal so you're hyper aware of I would what say, people are I would feeling say sometimes yeah for sure i mean is i pick a, a, i pick wait, up wait, on wait, energy wait. do you so use this I for good know. or evil because i can imagine <laughs> this could be like you know both yeah both <laughs> she's batman <laughs> hey it's good stuff. i mean i f- i feel i'm a good reader of people's energy so even though you're like no i'm shy i'm like no, you're fucking not you're coming on <laughs> So if if I actually if I actually felt honestly that you didn't want to be sitting on this well, chair, you I wouldn't be here. I would have run. Yes. I'm good in a small environment like this. This is like having a conversation, even though we have spectators. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is more comfortable than Christina like did the creepy when thing you made me sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star horribly in front of a hundred people. Like I am 
I started profusely sweating in those three seconds. Couldn't which tell. <laughs> Couldn't tell. She looked so calm and collected and no, beautiful, my and it was voice great. Cracked. <laughs> You're thinking, Mark. You I are am, thinking. I am thinking. Because now I want to apologize for that moment. What moment? That that twinkle, twinkle little star. No, moment. no, no, no. I'll tell you why and I want to apologize was, for that moment. But it was because if that happened to me, I'm like the biggest introvert ever. Like you don't understand. Like if we're sitting at a family style meal, I'm not the kind of guy that even will go grab the food that I want to get. Like I'm like, there's people looking at me. Like they're gonna see what I'm putting on my. Like I don't want any of that. Well, I don't want you to think I'm totally comfortable because I'm still very nervous in this situation. But I, but, I, but you I can also, still have a conversation. Know, you also with you. know me, Mark. I, I get where you're coming from as as feel, an introvert, and you're you're apologizing. Yes, I am. But also recognize so any time we go anywhere. Yeah. Why do I serve your food? Because not you know I, not that I'm your fucking because, servant. You, because you know that that's like a super anxiety moment but for this, me. The other thing is, I knew that before I knew you. That's I have always done that for you. I have always I do the same thing I, for my and husband. I knew essentially when, as soon as she came up, there, like I, I can read people's energy enough that I was like, yeah, sure. I was putting her a little bit on the spot, <laughs> but, but I would have backed off if I knew. Like, this is going to kill her. <laughs> In your case, I would never make you go serve your food at a buffet-style place. Don't judge me. I wouldn't do that <laughs> to you. I was listening to your podcast on the drive down thinking like, oh, this is so cool. Like, what if I could be on their podcast? I wonder if I'd do it. And then you asked, and I was like, oh, God. No, Maybe no, no. Correction. Did, I did not ask. No, no, no. I got to rephrase that. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying to Cindy earlier that I... I promised myself that I would come to this even though I was coming by myself and nervous and that I would I would engage in the experience and this is part of the experience. And I think it's fucking awesome. You are a great person to meet this weekend. Like I <laughs> I I don't know what made me compelled to, because you were not the only person who came to me and said I listened to you. I feel like I know you. Oh god. But something made me say like I'm going to interview I, you tonight. I see you. I see you. We're going we're gonna to talk. And when I first said it to her, you weren't there. I said, Benita, we're going to do a podcast tonight. She goes, no, we're not. I'm like, oh, fucking yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy you agreed to do it. Yeah, Can I, I say that? I Can I say so. that? Because I, I, I forced her to. I yeah. don't know. I, I want to go back to your question mark because you yeah. said, does, does that experience make me walk into a treatment room differently? Yeah. And I want to say one add one more thing to that is that I've been the sick person. Mm -hmm. I've been the patient. Um, in 2009, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and I had 10 years of really bad flares and really bad medication and hospital uh, visits. So I was the, the RMT trying to care for my patients also saying like, hey guys, I'm not really doing well. So if I have to go to the bathroom, even though it's kind of against the rules, right. I'll be back. Um, and then medications all uh, stopped working and I had to have surgery. So I had three surgeries between 2019 and the end of 2020. So I think that gives me even more kind of like awareness of how people feel when they're in pain or when they're um, stressed because they have to fart or yeah. stressed about their own body not doing or behaving the way they want it to. Because you're unbelievable people. I swear. <laughs> I'm blown away. I just love... Anyway, I'm just sounding stupid now. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> surgery during COVID? Is that like a weird uh, so my first thing? My first surgery was before COVID. Yeah. And then my second surgery got canceled because... Uh, COVID shut everything down. So it was supposed to be April of 2020. Uh, and I, up until COVID started, actually, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. It was a three-part process. I had to have my large intestine removed. Mm. Um, so the first surgery removed the majority of it. I had an ileostomy. The second surgery was to create basically a reconstructed rectum with your small intestine. It's a very funky kind of cool I'm sorry if i go on like no it's crazy good. tangent it's good. here it's good. It's good but so they took my small intestine and made like basically a new rectum with it right it's called a j pouch because it looks like a j yep. you know anastomoses everything that attach it to your bum and then kind of give you a new ostomy to like let all of that heal and then the third surgery is to remove your ostomy and make you kind of plumbed you're plumbing back to normal without a colon or without a large intestine yeah, yeah, yeah. colon, right? 
So my second surgery got canceled, but I was having so many like personal issues about around the ostomy and around surgery. And it was very like, for lack of a better word, surgery is traumatic. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to do it. And I had, uh, three babies. So I took time off for each of my babies and now they want me to do three surgeries. I didn't have EI or anything like that. So I was like, every time I like change clinics or have a baby or have a surgery, I'm starting almost from scratch again because everybody goes on and finds like, I, I had some client retention, but I had a lot of people who would find new therapists. So I was frustrated on my professional side because I was sick and, um, that was affecting my business and then COVID happened and I couldn't work. So then the doctor was like, okay, we're going to start up surgeries again at the end of May, like May sometime. Do you want to do it? And I was like, well, I might as well because I can't work anyway. And then I had surgery on Monday and they reopened massage on Friday. <laughs> so that's kind of sucked. But no, that was the worked. universe saying maybe you need to do the surgery. Take it. Take the time. Yeah. Take the time. So then I had the takedown, uh, which is the final surgery in December of 2020, which was the worst, by the way. 12, now, 12 days in hospital instead are, of three Are to five. we fully recovered and yeah, feeling fine? Yeah, feeling pretty good. Uh, I work on my scars a lot, which is good. I think that helps. But yeah, it took about a year, but everything's... I like not being sick. Does that... Yeah, being that sick before was harder and... Going, th- I think a lot of people with UC find that they get some quality of life back again, and that was that was for sure what happened to me. Like I actually, yeah, nobody wants to have an ostomy on their stomach, but then they can do things. I could work again. I could do yoga. I could leave my house. I could live. My kids weren't just like, "Mom, why are you always at home? Can we go somewhere?" I know we have to wrap this up soon, but I'm sorry. like, I just need to know. <laughs> I don't want to wrap this how up. How on? I, I, well, I, I know. I just know. come hang out with us. Let's just wrap all day. Like, how do you I'm not in take rush. care of other people when you're dealing with so many other things? Yourself? It was actually good for me because if I didn't have something else to focus on, then what do you do? You just wallow in your own pain and you're like if I wasn't working I was in pain like I don't know if anybody if you guys have any clients who've had UC but it is I know people yeah it is personal friends who deal with that and I'm just thinking about them and like going to work every day and helping other people deal with their pain. That was almost when my they therapy. Are, when they are suffering. Yeah. You guys are such fucking positive people. You're, <laughs> seriously, like I, I, I dig it because you're everything I'm not. I'm like, I got a, a lower back problem and I treat people and I'm like, I'm angry about it. I'm like, you motherfucker, you're coming here and I'm going to make you feel better. And I'm, He's so full of shit. He goes to work and he treats people. It's absolutely true. When, the, <laughs> when, when I was doing a lot of the back rubbing, I, I would be angry because I'm like... I'm hobbling around. I got my extension bias going. My foot is fucking numb. I was more angry about the fact that I couldn't get EI, even though I worked a job for 10 years and couldn't access that. But like treating people. Yeah, there. Sure. There's days where I'm like, I cannot. I cannot take care of other people today or I can't focus on someone else today. For sure. There's always going to be bad days. But I think for the most part, it was good for me to keep working. So the only problem I would say that I had at this conference is that you had way too many good teachers teaching at the same time. How do you pick? I tried so hard. But yeah, that's 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 why, though, we are going to continue to do this with the amount of variety so that you can get to see everybody. And I mean, I'm trying to not me. to plug my own company, but I'm going to. Oh. Massage therapy media brings that all though, right? Like all these people that were here, mm-hmm. they have shit on the yeah. platform. You can see everything. To me, that to me though, that's a good see. conference. It's yeah. when it's like, I got so much good shit that I want to choose from. Like, I don't know where to go here. There's so much. Like, to me, that's like, whoa, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, this good, but not when they all teach at <laughs> nine o'clock and I can't pick which what one I, to go this to. This is what I never want to happen because I've been at conferences where you're sitting in a session just because you had an hour 
in this spot and you're just going to sit here to kill the hour before you get to the next thing you really want to go to. I'd rather you have to kill yourself in torturing through which one of these two am I going to pick at this one o'clock hour than like, I guess I'm picking this and I'll just sit in it till I get to 2.30 where I really want to be. And I'd much rather that. Member of our gallery here, one of the Cindy's. Um, Cindy, by <laughs> the way. There's a party just, of Cindy's Cindy, last night, by Cindy, the way. by the way, deserves a huge <laughs> shout out. And one day I'm going to have her on the couch in your position because I've never met someone who has worked so hard for something just because she's passionate about the whole thing. She started volunteering with one concept just because she was like, I like what you guys do. I like the education. I want to help you make it good. And she, yeah, she's done so much work, but I, I can't remember where I was going with this. I want to, I want to give a shout out to Cindy, but the whole, the <laughs> whole weekend this, yeah, there was a lot, a lot of Cindy's. I think there's a lot of Cindy's crashing in Cindy's rooms. The whole, <laughs> the whole conference was, the idea was let's just give people so many things to choose from, so much opportunity to see different. And I, I remember going to Cindy, who worked our registration desk almost every single day. I think you actually were there every single morning. You're probably the first one there every single morning. Yeah. She's like, yep, 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 I was. And today she said to me, I'm going to take some classes. I'm like, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm so happy that you get to actually jump in and take some classes because we do have so many good was presenters amazing. here this weekend. It was, it was a good weekend. It was Thank a really you. Good I'm weekend. happy that you're a part of it. This is awesome. Well, I was very excited to come. And yeah. thanks for sitting on this chair, even though you really Basically wanted been to kill me <laughs> the whole time. Like I am terrified. It's, it's not bad, Ray. It's not bad. It's terrifying. <laughs> No, but it's fun. You're a natural speaker, actually. I don't know if you even know that. No, I don't. You are a natural speaker. I won't ask you to sing, but you know, I'll sing for you, but Ooh. maybe off mic. <laughs> Damn it! I was like, are we going to hear this now? What? No, I won't make you do it now. <laughs> Depends on what I need to sing, I guess. Not Twinkle. I only said that to give you a break. Are you, you going to sing for us? I don't know. I haven't sung on a microphone in like 20 years, so I don't know if this will work. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Do Hold on. Do you want me to start chanting? I you don't, no one wants up. that. I need to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I take this? Stand, yep. take it off, project, do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, vocal warm-ups, really right? It's going to be really bad. I haven't actually sung in years. Yes, please dance. Liz, Liz, she's a dancer. She'll dance for you. <laughs> she is a dancer. Oh. Ave, ave, verum corpus, natum de Maria Virgine. How's that? <laughs> you should have seen my eyeballs. <laughs> I looked back at Liz and I was like, did you expect that? <laughs> Liz no has offense, not based on your twinkle twinkle yesterday. No, that was pretty bad, the twinkle twinkle. That's why she was so pissed at me for the I twinkle so twinkle. <laughs> I literally remember being like, why did I do Can this? Can we be friends again? Okay. All right. <laughs> right on. This was awesome. Thank you. You are fucking mind-blowing. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad I met you this Thank weekend. Thank you. I'm still shaking. <laughs> you you look calm and collected. It's beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.